Looking for a fun way to win up to 25 times your money this football season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of statistics, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and an enormous selection of players and stat options are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million football fans who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com/get100 and use code GET100. That's code GET100 at prizepicks.com slash get100 for a first deposit matchup to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. And welcome in to the newest edition of the Fantasy Alarm Fantasy Baseball Podcast. I'm your host, Colby Conway, at Colby R. Conway on X and with me as always, my co-host partner in crime here for this whole fantasy baseball season, Matt Sells at the Sellsman on X. Matt, the baseball season is winding down, but we are arguably in the most important time for fantasy managers. So if you or anyone listening is in fantasy baseball playoffs, best of luck. Let us know if there's any questions in the Discord. But Matt, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. We got a lot of stuff happening here at FA. Obviously, week one of the NFL season just got underway, except for maybe the Giants. They didn't seem to show up very well. Um, and, you know, we got NASCAR that I'm still covering. We got baseball I'm still covering. So lots going on in the FA universe. It's a busy time of year for uh, for us here. And let's face it, hockey and NBA aren't that far off either. Rumor has it Daniel Jones is still running from the Dallas front seven as we speak right now. Do we hear a uh, Daniel Jones? I'm seeing ghosts. No, but we hear Gino. We hear Gino Smith yelling as Aaron Donald's bearing down on him right down the middle. Oh my god! Of the of the offensive line. <laughs> to be fair, I'd be saying the same thing too if Aaron Donald was running after me. Oh, I have no problem with what he said. I agree. I'd be saying something similar with maybe a couple more expletives and choice words in the you know in the midst of it but yeah i would definitely be saying something similar um you know as much as daniel jones is running away from the dallas cowboys front seven or was running away last night matt with the same urgency should fantasy baseball managers be running to the waiver wire or the free agency to pick up chicago prospect pete crow armstrong uh yeah i'm gonna hammer this home a little bit later in the show but yes he is their top prospect um he was he was gotten in return for who was the rental the cubs traded to the mets i'm blanking now on the return that the mets got um in that deal but yes he was traded uh to the oh, Cubs God. a couple of years ago, and he's been doing in their minors and just having himself a season this year. So he, he's quite an impressive outfield prospect. He's got pop. He's got speed. He's going to hit for a decent average. And his defense is spectacular. So the, the Cubs are going to give him full run of the outfield here down the stretch because they are in the heat of an NL wild card um 
race. And if, I don't know, if the Brewers fall off, I, maybe the Cubs can catch them, but they need a lot to go right to win the NL Central. So it's more so a wild card spot that they're looking to lock up here. Crow Armstrong, selected by the Mets, the number 19 overall pick back in 2020. He was the headline prospect in the 2021 trade, sending Javier Baez, Baez, and yep. Trevor Williams from Chicago to New York. Yep, for like two months. Yep, look at that. Yeah. Um, and then also, too, I agree with you. I think he's one to probably pick up, which I'll let you kind of get into a little bit more about him a little bit later on. But hard to complain, first couple games of his career. Course field. Correct. No biggie. Then gets Arizona and then Pirates pitching. And then guess what? Then he gets Colorado pitching in his home park. Yeah, that's a pretty tasty way to start um to start your career. Um you know, we'll, we'll talk about it a little bit here, but the the power is still kind of burgeoning for him. He hasn't fully figured his power stroke out uh this year across double A and triple A. Um, in just over 100 games, he's got 20 homers and 37 steals with about a 270, uh, 275 or so average. So, you know, you'll take it, man. If you're getting, I'm not saying he's going to be a 20-30 outfielder. Uh, in the majors, he could easily steal 30 bags. He's got plus speed. Uh, the power is still coming. He's still finding, I mean, he's 21 years old, guys. So, you know. The power is coming. He's got to figure out how to, you know, produce launch angle in games. It's one thing to work on it in the batting cage. It's an entirely different thing to do it in game. So I would say his game power right now is probably average, but his raw power is above average. So if he can get his game power to his raw power, then we'll see about 25 homers a year from him. The hit tool, there's a little bit more swing and miss there. Then you, then you might like, but if he's producing in the counting stats, you're not really going to mind it. And then down the stretch here, I mean, you got to think he's playing damn near every day, right? You'd have to think. Yeah. I mean, you're not going to call a guy up at this point and just play him sparsely. I mean, I know the minor league seasons are wrapping up. Um, we saw the low minors, I think, wrap up yesterday, if I'm not mistaken, which would be Sunday. Um, but it's not like there's anybody really holding down the fort here in the outfield. Um, you know, sure. Cody Bellinger has been great. Say has been say a little bit up and down Ian Happ, a lot of power, not sure a whole lot else. So, um, I think they will find a place to play him. You could give Jamer some days off in the, uh, DH spot move Ian Happ there or say there. Um, but yeah, I would I would assume that they are calling him up to give him as much run as possible. Um, you know, you could also replace Mike Tauchman in center field. Yeah, and I mean they're bringing him up because when you look at it, I mean they're only a handful of games behind Milwaukee, but they're only two and a half up on the last wild card spot too. Correct. Like they're. There's like six teams separated by like five games in the NL wild card right now. This doesn't exactly seem like, uh, yeah, he's a top prospect. We're going to bring him up and make sure he's ready for 2024. I think it's more of like, a, hey, we're going to bring this top prospect up because we're in the thick of things right now and we need help. Correct. And or, I mean, it's not necessarily that they need help, but it's just we want to have we want to put the best foot forward and he is that best foot. So we'll put 
Correct. If you put him, if you replace Mike Talkman with Pete Crow Armstrong, not only does your defense get better, you get added speed at the top of the lineup, right? Which then helps things for guys like Cody Bellinger and Ian Happ and, you know, the rest of your Nico Horner, Dansby Swanson helps everybody in the middle of your lineup have a shot to be a run producer and just get a jump on, you know, opposing pitchers there because speed plays we've seen it right it's the one thing you can't coach it's the one thing that annoys the ever-loving daylights out of pitchers is speed on the bases because it distracts them yep and just looking at his minor league numbers this year 247 against lefties so he was a bit better against righties maybe the cubs try to protect them a little bit against lefties but at this point like with what he brings with his glove you just gotta play him every day correct He's too good. He's, he, you know, it's not like it's a, yeah, he's a below average defender. So we can actually get an upgrade there. Like, I don't think you're upgrading defensively from him. So I would, I would let him just hit. No, he's a go go caliber defender, which is going to keep him on the field and let his back get time to see more pitches and get more used to the majors. So, and despite a 247 average against lefties in the minors here, still a very respectable 840 OPS. Very respectable. So when he's making contact, it's doing damage <laughs> against lefties. It's just not making contact as often as we might like. Quantity will come. That will come with time. But Plus, Matt, his mom was also the mom in uh, his his actual real life mom was the mom in Little Big League. Mm. We remember that mid nineties baseball movie. Nope. It's a thirteen year old kid managing the Twins. <laughs> Little Big League, indeed. <laughs> Little Big League. Indeed, Matt. Couple injuries got to touch on here. Some of the bigger ones. Uh, what comes up must come down, I guess. And when you look in New York, Jason Dominguez torn at UCL, going for Tommy John. Seems some are interesting reports. Like if if he's on like the six month timetable, he could be ready early 2024. But if it's the nine to ten month, it's the back end of 2024. I mean, it. This is pretty much just a wait and see, right? I mean. The Martian is human, I guess, is the is the headline right. that you can do here. I, I hate that we have to come to that, but I also, mean, what, what do we can't make? have nice things. Correct. <laughs> I mean, what? but what do we make of this? Like any any guesses right now to when he returns is pure speculation. We don't know how the arm's going to hang up, what the rehab plan is going to be like. You know, we watched Harper, Bryce Harper do it, but do you think the Yankees may have some concerns? Because if I'm not mistaken, Harper had a pretty slow burn getting back into things. So like, what what do we make of this? What is there to do? Or are we pretty much just sitting here and being like, well, let's wait till March and see what the reports are and kind of handle it from there. I think that's all we really can do right now. I mean, basically, right? Is it good news that he's having it sooner rather than later? Sure. It takes, you know, anytime you can have surgery sooner helps your return come sooner, even with the same time frame. Uh, Bryce Harper, I said, I think set the whatever record, if we want to count it as that, for the fastest return for a position player mm-hmm. from Tommy John. Um, but they DH'd him for a while, right? He was still playing down the stretch. Um, and now they've put him at first base so he doesn't have to throw. So what do you do with, like, are you going to bring Jason Dominguez back as a guy who doesn't have to throw? And DH him? Because if you're DHing him, then what are you doing with Giancarlo Stanton? And if you're putting him at first, then what are you doing with Anthony Rizzo and then by proxy Giancarlo Stanton? So 
We'll have to see. I'm not going to speculate, but I would imagine that he's closer to second half of next year before we before we see him. And when right? Harper, yeah, when Harper returned, I mean, he did hit 328 in his first 15 games, so I guess it wasn't like an overly slow burn, but no, there was some rust. He had a 27 percent strikeout rate. Like he was right. still striking out more than what he normally did. So there's definitely an adjustment. Right. Also, defensively, they're still not letting him throw. He's still not playing the outfield. Right. So either, even if we take the, you know, we open the show with, with week one, Brock Purdy came back from a torn UCL in six months and was throwing the ball in week one for the 49ers. Could we see that in six months down the road? He's throwing maybe, but I'd also say that if he's playing outfield, you got to take more of a pitching angle with it than just swinging a bat because you're throwing a ball. I mean, if he's playing outfield, you got to throw the ball, what, 300-something feet to be able to get guys out at, at home? Mm-hmm. You're throwing it an entire football field. So I would assume that it's probably second half of next year before we see Jason Dominguez. And on top with the outfielders, think about it too. When If he's going to make his return, they get, you know, five or six throws in between innings. Just with the with the left fielder, or depending if they're the home team or away team, someone will come in off the bench. He may or, not. He'll get, fan. Yeah, he'll yeah. get he'll get a couple throws. You know, nothing much happens. Next inning gets a couple throws. Nothing happens. Gets a couple throws, and then it's a max effort throw to a base. Not to mention you're swinging in between three or four. Like it's just a lot of stop and start, which is not great for a joint that's being that's recovering from being surgically repaired. Yep. Yep, I would agree. We'll have to see what happens with him. Luis Severino also went to the injured list, but you know he was pitching a little bit better of late. But overall, this may be a net positive for New York. Maybe I think it's addition by subtraction. To be honest, like anything's got to be better than than like the last three of their starters. Yeah, Uh, Severino. Maybe the hope is that stuff was lingering. He couldn't get right. I don't think that's the case. I just think he was off this year. Six 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 five ERA across eight. 18 starts, 19 total appearances with a 5.92 X ERA and a 6.15 whip for Severino after being, well, excellent in 2022. Yep. That is the state of New York Yankees in a nutshell. The Angels, the Angels will angel. And now Luis Rangifo heads to the IL, who had been arguably one of their better hitters of late. Hitting for what good average, nice little pickup for fantasy baseball managers off in free agency as well. But he's now is done for the year with a biceps issue. What is up with the Angels? Like he didn't even get on the field. Like he hurt himself in the in the warm up, like taking you know (laughs) in the batter circle before he even came into the game. This was in the first inning. You gotta fire your training staff, right? Like you would think. Or you got to have a seance at, at Angel Stadium. Uh, one of, perhaps both, have to <laughs> have to happen. I've seen a ton of tweets this week. This is how it started. This is how it's going. Angels edition, and the list of players that are injured for the Angels is insane. Like we've been talking all year about how good the rotation is for the Rays that's on the IL. It's an American League All Star team that's on the IL for for the angels. And that doesn't even include Shohei Otani, who's technically not been on the IL this whole time. They've just been like, maybe he'll play. Maybe he won't. Maybe he'll play today. Maybe he won't. Um, 
I don't I don't know. Like you gotta fire your entire training staff, right? Like it's something to consider. Right now I'm looking here at roster resource and the lineup they have right there. Nolan Shanuel, so who's gross. missed the last couple of games with the injury. Otani's obviously missed. Drury, Mustakis, Ohapi, Moniak, who's been injured the past couple of days, Grichuk, Brett Phillips, and Zach Neto, who's on who's been on IL, supposedly might be coming off here. And then you go down to their little injured section. You see CJ Crone, Anthony Rendon, Gio Rochelle, Luis Rangifo, Joe Adele, Mike Trout. And Taylor Ward. And yeah, there's pitchers that have yeah. been injured too. Yeah. Like it's just not great. And now there was news on Sunday that the Angels would be willing to trade Mike Trout if he asks for one. I did see that. Which, to be fair, I think is doing right by Mike Trout. I think so too. But it, right? like, think, it sucks. It can't help you signing though. Well, there's also news that leaked that Otani wants would prefer to sign with a winner rather than stay on the West Coast. Like winning trumps him playing closer to Japan. Right. Because they haven't had a winning season since like 2015, I think. The entire time he's been there, they haven't had a winning season. Um, Trout's only made the playoffs one time in his entire Angels career. Mm -hmm. So... Part of me is like, well, they're doing right by Mike Trout, right? You've had him a career. You want to let the guy have a shot to win, probably get a pretty decent haul for him because he's still under contract for like seven more years or <laughs> an obscene amount of time. Um, so we'll see. I don't know that Mike Trout's going to ask for a trade. Maybe he does. Maybe he wants to go back closer to home, which, by the way, he's from southern New Jersey. Um, so I don't know, but that's certainly interesting news. Cause at this point, if you're the angels, you're like, it's a five-year rebuild with or without him. Mm -hmm. Same with Otani. So may as well let the guy have a shot at going somewhere to win, I guess. All right. So let's have some fun with this. No harm, no foul. Just off the salesman on X's brain. Assuming, all right, I'm, I'm going to take the caveat out of it. Come April 1st of 2024, yeah. are Mike Trout and Shohei Otani on the Angels roster? Otani might be hurt and not playing. I'm going for roster. Are Trout and Otani on the Angels roster? That's an and, not an or, an and. No. I love it. I think Otani's gone. I really do. Like, I've been the biggest proponent for, well, the Angels might be keeping him. I don't know how, I don't know how you convince him to stay at this point. Right? Like, they gave it their all. They did, I mean, they made some trades. I'm not going to say that they've worked out because clearly they didn't. They put everybody on waivers who they traded for. Um, but in seven years of being with the team, they haven't proven they can put together a competent winning team, whether that be the GM being terrible and now with the Mets and still not being able to put together a competent winning team. I don't know. But if you're Otani, I can't blame him for, for leaving. At this point, I would never blame a guy for searching for a winning situation. 
And aside from like maybe one good pick every three years, the Angels haven't really had very good drafts. I mean, sure, they've got Neto, who's also injured, and Shanuel the last two years. Still haven't been able to develop pitching. So do I think they move Trout right away, like this offseason? No, I don't think so. Um, do I think it may happen at the deadline next year? Yeah. Could be. If he's healthy and he gets off to a Mike Trout start. Why not? I, I think I think you see the guy moved, and I think somebody gives up their entire farm system. I can see, especially someone that wants that title and thinks he's that missing piece. Why the heck not? Yep. They like to pay people. They've shown it. They'll do it. They now have a farm system they could trade. And, by the way, their GM, pretty familiar with Mike Trout. <laughs> sure, sure is. And back to Ringifu, I just want to throw it out there. From August 1st on, he was slashing 333, 382, 545 with a 151 WRC+. plus. But because the Angels will angel despite his six home runs and 13 total extra base hits, he only had 16 runs scored and 18 RBI. Yeah. Despite all of that. Last one for you. That's not the weirdest injury of the week, though. No, it is not. Noelvi Marte might might hold that. Who broke his nose because he got hit in the face during warm-up pitches by Ellie De La Cruz. Yep. He threw it without going, hey, you watching? Yep. Hey, lesson for all the kids out there. Make sure the people are looking. Make sure the people are looking. Do we... Do you think we see Josh Young back next week? It sounds like he could be back as soon as end of, or I believe it's this week, next week, end of, it's end of the week. It's when the Cleveland series, I'll look up when it is, but I loved the, I loved the quote that they saw him swinging and they were like, whoa, like, okay, cool. I mean, was he in pain? Was he not? Like, I don't care if he's hitting the ball hard. If it hurts every time he does it, they're not going to rush him back. But it seems like the return is more, is sooner than farther away for Josh Jung. Um, we know thumb issues can be a bit tricky yep. when they come back. What do you expect his impact to be when he comes back? Still hits for a solid average, but maybe the power sapped a little bit? Yeah, maybe not quite a lot of power. Um, Going to be hard to tell, obviously, because if he comes back at the end of this week, there's like two and a half weeks left in the MLB season at that point. If it's the beginning of next week, less time, right? So we're talking smaller sample sizes, but they would love to get that bat back in their lineup. Um, they've been stumbling at this point to the point where they, I think earlier this weekend were out of the wild card for like they're, they're, <laughs> they're teetering at this point. They went from leading the division to fighting for um, the third wild card spot, basically. Um so, yeah, they're, they're going to need some help. Toronto's coming. They're holding them off. Houston is still there. Um, Seattle, like that whole AL West thing, every day the standings seem to change between those top three teams. So, yeah, if you've got Josh Jung and he's coming back, I'm playing him. You've got no shot, like no reason not to. I think the batting average will be fine. We might see a drop in homers. Hmm. But – if he's in there, I'm playing him. Since Jung left the lineup, third base position for Texas, 301 OBP, 314 Woba, 96 WRC+. So a little bit below league average. But Jung yeah. comes back, that will be 
quite the benefit there. Uh, just want to let everyone know that we're going to, we have been doing two episodes a week for the fantasy on fantasy baseball podcast down the stretch here. We are going to drop it to once one episode a week. So this will be the lone edition for this week. So of course, if you are in the fantasy baseball playoffs, we want to give you some guys that you can go pick up or look to pick up to help your team here in the most crucial part of the season. So I'll give you mine waiver wire pickup. Uh, it's going to be Ryan Pepio of the Dodgers. He's been pitching very, very well of late, given all of the issues in the Dodgers rotation that we may may not say, but namely that Walker Bueller is not going to come back. So that's one question mark removed from and this scenario. Elias isn't coming back either. Entirely different. I wasn't going to say it. You said it, but he's not coming back. It. It's yeah, he's on administrative leave. Yeah, um, not great. So Pepio's going to rejoin that, or he's going to join that rotation. He's made two starts, 12 shutout innings. A low strikeout ceiling does hurt his overall fantasy output. I understand that, but there is some room for optimism, which I'll talk about in a little bit. But look to Ryan Pepio in your leagues if you need some pitching help. And if you need some hitting help, Matt thinks that you should pick up Pete Crow Armstrong. From oh, we talked about him. We did. Uh, he's pretty good at hitting baseballs, right? Mm-hmm. Top prospect in a pretty good Cubs system, by the way. If you check out my latest top 400, uh, it's a pretty deep system. It's like a top five in baseball. So to be number one there, pretty good. He's got good skills at hitting baseballs very far, right? At his best, which we're not going to see this year. Obviously, he's coming up with two and a half weeks left in the season. Uh, but at his best, could he be a 25-30 outfielder? Yes. Uh, he gets very favorable pitching down the stretch here, you know, starting in cores, and then the Pirates haven't exactly stopped anybody from hitting baseballs. Um, he gets Colorado again. The NL Central, basically half those teams gave up a while ago. I'm sure he's going to face Adam Wainwright at some point. Even if he's not facing the Cardinals, I'm sure he still gets to face Adam Wainwright. Um, yeah, I'd pick him up. We could all use batting help at this point. Outfield is kind of thinning out at this point in the season, so... Go snag him. And then, of course, we will end it here. Everyone's favorite game show. Name that player. So for player one, I actually kind of already talked about uh, him a little bit. So I'm actually going to let the cat out of the bag here. But it is Ryan Pepio, the guy that I just mentioned, yes. who's my waiver wire pickup. Matt, kind of just I'm going to throw this tidbit or a factoid at you. So I said 12 shutout innings over his last two starts. He only has six strikeouts um, across those 12 innings of work. However... He's got a O swing rate, if you look on fan graphs, so swings outside of the zone of 38% with a 10.1% swinging strike rate. Am I foolish to think that those numbers, they do indicate some potential optimism for some added strikeouts in some good matchups? Like a double-digit swinging strike rate is pretty good. Yes. Like you can take that and, you know, a, you know, swings outside of the zone over or right around 38%. That's also a pretty hardy number. I know it doesn't tell the full story, but those are two numbers that you can look at and say, hey, is he going to go out there and strike out double-digit guys? No, that's not his game. But he can get closer to a strikeout printing than what we're seeing right now. Agreed. Agreed. I think he gets caught nibbling a little bit too much or he should go after guys early in the count and then get them with, you know, set up a pitch on the outer half and let it and let it just – you know, bait the hitter into swinging, basically, I think would help him out. But he's got stuff that can strike people out. Like, he was close to a strikeout per inning in the, in the upper minors. Mm-hmm. So, 
it's more about, and maybe he's got to work with Will Smith a little bit on, you know, pitch sequencing. Maybe Will Smith wants him to sequence this way, and he's his stuff sets up better a different way. But yeah, he's got stuff that could get him closer to a strikeout per inning. Um, especially if you're seeing like if he's getting guys swinging out of the zone, that tells me it's an approach, mm-hmm. and he's he's nibbling a little too early, so that by the time he gets to a strikeout count, they're not going to swing his stuff out of the zone because you haven't set up the hitter to bait him properly. Yep, and this year he's got his changeup and slider both at 30% or higher in the whiff rate department. So we'll be like that as well. Matt, last one here before we wrap up the episode. NL West outfielder. I've been limited to under 50 games this year, which hasn't been great as I was signed to a three-year, 40-plus million dollar deal this offseason. However, I may be starting to come on a bit just when fantasy managers need me the most as I'm slashing 400, 455, 1,200 with four extra base hits, two of which are home runs. Over my last three games and in the month of September, I have a 16.7% barrel rate and a 50% hard hit rate. Matt, what outfielder am I from the National League West? You would be Mitch Hanniger, who is I, also helping his team try to punch a ticket to the postseason again. I am indeed. Is there any fantasy potential to be had here? I know he's missed a lot of time to injury this year. He's been in and out of the lineup, but he's hitting the ball hard right now, and right now is what matters. Yep. It's what have you done for me lately time, and he's done quite a lot for us lately. So um, I'd keep playing him until he cools off. Is he going to cool off? Probably, because his stat line right now is unsustainable, given everything we know about Mitch Hanniger. Mm-hmm. Um, but right now you got to roll with him, and the Giants certainly are going to because they are in an absolute battle for that NL wild card spot. I think they are – a game and a half out as of last night or a game out of last night, like right behind the Marlins who I think were a half game out and the Diamondbacks are holding the last spot. And I'm, I'm sticking to my uh, early July prediction, by the way, that I said that the Diamondbacks would make the playoffs I think you should. When, they were, when they were in the middle of losing every possible game in July. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think you should I think you should stick with it. But I am I'm I sticking, I'm not changing now. Now they're in, man. Why would I change now? <laughs> Absolutely. Well, head over to fantasyalarm.com if you're not an all pro subscriber. It looks like our free seven day trial is still going, so that'll get you access to everything that you need, including some stuff for week two of the NFL season and all the baseball content we have here down the fantasy baseball stretch. Give me a follow on X at Colby R Conway. Matt sells at the Sellsman. And we will see you next week with the next edition of the Fantasy Alarm Fantasy Baseball Podcast.